Welcome to another edition of Sean's Sports Show, the best sports podcast there is out there. This is episode number 147, and I'm coming at you from Los Angeles, California on Tuesday, September 25th, 2018, five days before my birthday. Uh, today, I'm going to be reporting each and every breaking news story in sports. I'm also going to be giving, giving my uh, very unique and personal opinion on every story, so long as it is not, uh, you know, controversial, you know, uh, However, it may be. However, I may deem it controversial. I'm also going to be, um, t- to close out this episode, I'm going to be uh, covering the news results and future matchups of the professional sports teams in Los Angeles, California. Or I should I should um, word that differently. Just the, the major sports teams because I also cover, you know, college sports like UCLA and USC football, uh, for example, right now. And uh, obviously, they're not professional. They are college athletics. So just the major LA sports teams, not professional. So the first story of the day has to do with NFL football, particularly with the whole the, the, the new controversy with the roughing the passer penalty rule that the NFL has enforced uh, heavily recently. Defensive players aren't the only guys frustrated with the NFL's new rules protecting passers. In fact, at least one quarterback is even starting to question them. Monday night's, Monday night's game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers featured four roughing the passer penalties. Afterwards, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh quarterback Ben Roethlisberger voiced his concern over the flags per ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. He said, quote, there's a lot of them. I don't want to criticize the officiating, especially when you're talking about a penalty that helps the quarterback helps the quarterback out. I was surprised at the first one. That The second one I thought was legit. He hit me in the helmet. It was kind of like hearing that loud ring when your helmet gets hit. Uh, there, are sure, there, are sure, there are sure a lot of them. I can't imagine the fans at home are enjoying it too much. Roethlisberger completed 30 of 38 passes for 353 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception in the 30-27 victory, taking three sacks as well. Each team was flagged twice for roughing the passer. At one point, three-time defensive player of the year J.J. Watt took to social media to voice his displeasure with the increase in penalties involving quarterbacks. He tweeted, quote, roughing the passer calls are absolutely out of control. According to ESPN Stats and Info, the four calls were tied for the most in the game since 2001. Uh, after Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers suffered a broken collarbone last year, the NFL implemented a new rule to protect quarterbacks earlier this year. The rule prohibits a defender from landing on a quarterback with his body weight. While the while the rule may help uh, keep it may help keep QBs on the field, it has some negative uh, ramifications and, and side effects. Not only can the penalties impact the outcome of a game, but it can also lead to defenders getting hurt. Miami Dolphins defensive end William Hayes tore his ACL in week three while trying to avoid putting his body weight on Oakland Raiders quarterback Derek Carr per NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. So this is a very controversial rule. And my opinion on this is I think they should go back to how it was. How can you expect, especially when you're tackling somebody from the front, how can you expect the guy to tackle him and make the play and you know get him down to the ground without trying to put his weight on the guy? It's just... It's possible, obviously. If it wasn't, they wouldn't uh, try to enforce this rule. But it's very hard, and by doing so, it, it heavily increase increases the risk of injury for the defensive player, as we saw with uh, William Hayes as he tore his ACL trying to not put his full body weight on Derek Carr. So I think they should change the rule uh, back and have it the way it always was. And I think this is this was just a, a bad move. I, I think they need, they need to go back as soon as possible. Switching gears now to another NFL story. This is a historic moment for uh, football and just sports in general with with women's rights. Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer will become the first female broadcasting tandem to commentate on an, on an NFL game. 
when they called this week's Thursday night football matchup between the Minnesota Vikings and Los Angeles Rams. Adam Schefter of ESPN reported the achievement Tuesday and noted the duo is set to call 11 games on Thursday nights during the 2018 season as part of the Amazon, Amazon Prime video NFL package. Business Wire, which reported a press, which provided a press release from Amazon, which noted viewers can choose between several audio options over the next 11 weeks, including the Fox pairing of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, announcers from the UK, a Spanish broadcast, um, or Storm and Kramer. Quote, I can't imagine embarking upon this new role with anyone better than Andrea Storm said. I li- a lifelong friend from uh, with Pro Football Hall of Fame credentials. She's the perfect partner. Together, we're looking forward to offering a new option for Prime members on Thursday nights, and I'm excited to get to work. Storm currently works up for ESPN, while uh, Kramer is an NFL Network correspondent. Kramer is one of the most well-known sports broadcasters in the country, having covered dozens of Super Bowls, in addition to the NBA Finals, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, and March Madness, among other countless events. In August, she was presented with the Pete uh, Rosell Radio Television Award for the Pro by the Pro Football Hall of Fame for her more than 30 years covering the NFL. Quote, teaming up with Hannah and Amazon for this is truly special, Kramer said. Hannah is a brilliant journalist, and she has been a friend for many years. With decades of experience as storytellers, we will be bringing a different voice and a viewpoint to covering the game of football. Um, the trailblazing announcers will work together through the Week 15 game between the Los Angeles Chargers and Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, my take on this is I love this. It's something new. It's something refreshing, something that has never been done before. And I'm really looking forward to see how these ladies will be able to commentate the game. And uh, I'm also going to be looking out for the reaction, the public reaction to how they do, as I'm, I'm sure is going to be a great one. Switching gears back to the NFL's roughing the passer penalty controversy. As players around the league have voiced their displeasures with the NFL's new rules to protect uh, quarterbacks, the league's com- competition committee appears to be open to change. According to NFL.com's Judy Batista, members of the competition committee are, quote, uncomfortable with some of the roughing the passer penalties called this season. However, it's not clear if any changes will be made this season. Earlier this year, the NFL implemented a new rule that made it that makes it illegal for a defender to land on a quarterback with his body weight, as I already said. So that's just an update. So it seems like they are open to change. But uh, unfortunately, they won't be able to change it for this season. But I really hope that they'll be able to. Hope, I'll re- I really hope that they'll be able to change it for next season. Switching gears now to the NBA. Enough of all this football. As Lonzo Ball continues to work his way back from offseason knee surgery, Rajon Rondo is expected to be the starting point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers coach Luke Walton informed ESPN's Dave McMenamin of his decision at media day on Monday. Ball was diagnosed with a torn left meniscus in late June, according to Stadium's James Chernia and underwent successful arthroscopic surgery in mid-July. Uh, that comes after Ball was limited to just 52 games as a rookie. Lakers general manager Rob Palinka announced last week per Spectrum Sport Nets Mike Drogel that Ball has been, quote, 100% cleared by our medical staff to return to full basketball activity. However, Walton previously made it known, according to Spectrum Sport Nets Mike Br- uh, Bresnahan, that Ball would not take part in five-on-five drills at the beginning at the beginning of training camp because the team did not want to rush him back into, into action. Also, if not, Palinka acknowledged uh, uh, to Bresanahan that Ball may not be able to play in the season opener against the Portland Trailblazers on October 18th. While the 2017 number two overall pick figures to be a big part of the Lakers' future, the team is in a position to be cautious with Ball. After signing four-time NBA MVP LeBron James in July, the team added Rondo, among other veterans as well. Rondo is a four-time All-Star and an, and an NBA champion who is a playmaker on offense and defense. Last season, he averaged 8.3 points, 8.2 assists, 4 rebounds, and 1.1 steals with the New Orleans Pelicans. He helped New Orleans pull off a sweep over the third-seeded Portland Trailblazers, 
before being eliminated by the Golden State Warriors in the second round. Los Angeles, though, is his sixth team in five seasons. The 32-year-old point guard is viewed as one of the best passers in the game and is also a menace on the defensive end of the court. With his basketball IQ, the Lakers have a veteran who can help run the offense should ball miss time. Not only that, but James can also handle uh, playing point guard. And also, as a Laker fan, I'm, I'm really happy that Rondo is with us because he's, he serves as a great mentor, in my opinion, for Lonzo Ball, if they can you know, find chemistry and work together and talk about things. Switching gears to another NBA story. There have been a lot of changes for the Toronto Raptors this offseason from the acquisition of Kawhi Leonard to the team hiring Nick Nurse as head coach. And through it all, star point guard Kyle Lowry reportedly went dark per a report from Josh Lewenberg of TSN. Quote, Lowry, the team's incumbent uh, star, had declined to comment on the trade of his close friend and longtime teammate DeMar DeRozan at a USA basketball minicamp in Las Vegas over the summer. That was overblown and not a direct concern to the team. As Lowry correctly pointed out on Monday, he's never uh, made a habit of speaking to the media during the offseason. Of greater concern for league sources, Lowry ha- had also been dodging calls and texts from team officials, including President Ma- Masai Ujiri and new head coach Nick Nurse, who Lowry said he only spoke with briefly, ni- briefly right after Nurse was promoted in June. Lowry did not speak publicly on Monday at the team media day, however, he, however, and talked about playing with Leonard this season, saying, quote, we have a full season and we we have a full week of training camp to get to know each other, Lowry said. He's my teammate now, so I'm excited to play with him, and I always ride or die for my teammates, go out there and play basketball, win as many games as possible, and at the end of the year, hold up that trophy. Toronto is betting big on Leonard, especially considering he'll be a free agent after this season. How he interacts with Lowry and Nurse will impact not just the team's title chances this year, but also potentially the organization's future. So having Lowry and Leonard on the same page is important, but having a veteran and star point guard like Lowry on the same page um, as Nurse and the team's front office is equally important as well. The Raptors on paper are one of the elite teams in the Eastern Conference, joining the ranks of the Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers. While they don't appear to be on the level of the Golden State Warriors, anything is possible once you reach the NBA Finals. Uh, quote, one thing, one thing about me is I've always been prepared to come in and try to win a championship, he said. I've always been given an opportunity to go out there and do me and come back ready to go in shape, ready to play. My mindset never changes. Come to work for the Toronto Raptors, try to win a gold ball. So uh, that's that. I'm I'm not surprised that he went dark on them considering all the organizational changes, you know, trading away DeMar DeRozan, firing Dwayne Casey after such a successful season. Yes, they got swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers in the playoffs, but they finished first in the Eastern Conference with, the, with their best record in franchise history. So that was, uh, a, you know, that was a shocking move, at least for me in my eyes. And I'm not surprised that Kyle Lowry didn't really want to talk to the team, but it seems like they're getting along fine now. And um, I'm really looking forward to see how he meshes with Kawhi Leonard and the new head coach next year. Switching gears now to another NBA story. Golden State Warriors star Kevin Durant doesn't have a long-term contract because he wants to keep his options on the table. Per USA Today's Eric Garcia Gunderson, Durant addressed his current contract situation with the Warriors and potential free agency next summer, saying, quote, just one of those things where you're confident in your skills and taking it year by year and keeping my options open was the best thing for me. I could have easily signed a long-term deal, but I just wanted to take it season by season and see where it takes me. And I think this year is going to be a fun, exciting year for us all. I'm looking forward to just focusing on that and we'll see what happens after the year. Since joining the Warriors in, 20, in July of 2016, Durant has only signed one-year contracts that include a player option. Despite the actual terms of his deals, Durant told the Athletics' Anthony Slater in March that he feels committed to Golden State long-term, saying, quote, Financially, obviously, what I wanted to do last year, it made sense. Uh, well, the last two years, it made sense to do the one-year deal. I'm sure, I'm, here, I'm sure here soon, 
I'll want to sign a long-term deal just to feel stable, but I'm but I'm enjoying every moment of it, so I'm not trying to look too far down the line. After Durant agreed to another one one plus one deal with Golden State in July, ESPN's Zach Lowe reported on the Lowe podcast the two-time NBA Finals MVP will quote 100% be the New York Knicks' main free agent target next summer if he opts out. The Los Angeles Lakers will also have between 36 and 38 million dollars in cap space next summer to pursue a second max contract after signing LeBron James in July. Durant has led the Warriors to back-to-back NBA titles in, in his two seasons with the franchise. He averaged 28.8 points, 10.8 rebounds, and seven and a half assists during the Golden during Golden State's uh, 28 sweep over the Cleveland Cavaliers in the 2018 NBA Finals. So, um, I'm not surprised by this. LeBron James kind of set the tone for uh, other superstars in the NBA to do this, as he start, as he did this with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And uh, this is these are smart moves by the players. I have no problem with Kevin Durant doing this. And with that said. Hopefully he'll come to my Lakers and join LeBron in Hollywood next offseason. But, you know, one can dream. Switching gears now to the MLB. This is huge news for the Angels. Los Angeles Angels starting pitcher and designated hitter Shohei Otani will undergo Tommy John surgery on his right elbow during the first week of the offseason, according to the Southern California News Group's Jeff Fletcher. Angels doctors previously rec- recommended Otani undergo the procedure after they discovered, quote, new damage to the, his ulnar collateral ligament per ESPN's all- ESPN.com's Alden Gonzalez. Otani signed with the team in December after establishing himself as one of the most exciting young talents in baseball with the Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters in Japan. The dual threat sensation posted a 3.31 ERA across 10 starts before he was shut down from throwing because of the UCL damage, but he's remained a factor at the plate. Entering Tuesday night's game against the Texas Rangers, Otani has a 280 batting average with 21 home runs and 56 RBIs. The Angels could be forced to make some difficult decisions in 2019 about his workload and how they will protect their investment. He's proved he's a productive hitter, but his value is undoubtedly bolstered by his ability to pitch fairly solid as well. So not much to say uh, other than I wish him the best in his recovery and uh, looking forward to seeing him play and back on the field soon. Switching gears now to European soccer or football, depending on where you are from. Paul Pogba has told Manchester United manager he wants uh, Jose Mourinho he wants to leave the club, according to reports. Chris Wheeler of the Daily Mail reported the France World Cup winner has held talks with Mourinho and executive vice chairman Ed Woodward as he attempts to escape Old Trafford for a blockbuster um, move to Barcelona. United crashed out of the League Cup at home to Derby County on penalties on Tuesday, with Pogba watching from the stands, and Mourinho said after the game he had stripped the midfielder of the vice captaincy. Uh, Paul Hurst of the Times reported on Tuesday that the United boss has spoken to his team to inform them of, of this of his decision on Pogba, and the Portuguese confirmed the rumors as he picked the bones out of United's latest defeat in his post-match interview. According to Wheeler, Pogba's behavior is beginning to worry United's um, United's uh, coaching staff, and the re- revelation he wants to leave is the reason he will not captain the Red Devils again. Quote, Pogba's representative, Mino Raiola, uh, has reportedly agreed personal terms for his client to head to the Camp Nou, but, War- but Woodward wants the 25-year-old to stay at with United. Per Wheeler, Pogba appeared to criticize Mourinho's defensive mindset after a 1-1 draw with Wolves. He said, quote, we are here to attack. Teams are scared when they see Man United attacking and attacking. That was our mistake today. We were we were winning 1-0, so it was positive for us. Then we tried to defend a bit more against the counterattack. We stopped playing forward like in the first half, and we didn't really put them in trouble. We are at Old Trafford, and we should attack and press like we did against Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal last season. When we play like this, it's easier. Uh, if, the relationship between, if the relationship between Mourinho and Pogba is the driving reason behind the players' wish, players wish to leave... Woodward will have to quickly decide which individual he favors more. 
His lack, United's lack of performance has put Mourinho in a weak position, and Pogba remains a popular figure with his colleagues on the playing staff. Um, so that's that. As a Manchester United fan, I think Paul Pogba needs to go. I hope he leaves. He's a drama queen. Yes, he's a great player, but his personality and his the fact that he's a cancer completely outweighs his talent, at least in my eyes. And um, at first, I was very excited about him coming back two summers ago for, at the time, the largest um, you know transfer fee in history. But um, I quickly regretted that move, and um, I hope he's out. Honestly, I just it's time to move on. Time to move on for United. It's not going well. He doesn't want to be there. It doesn't seem like Mourinho wants him there. I don't want him there. Not not that my opinion matters, but you know that's my kind of uh, takeaway. And um, I just hope he's out. I mean, what can I say? Switching gears not to college football. With Trevor Lawrence being named Clemson's starting quarterback for Saturday's game against Syracuse, Kelly Bryant has been a no-show at practice this week. Per Grace Rayner of the Post and Courier, Bryant missed practice on Monday and Tuesday after head coach Debo Swinney made the change. Rayner noted Swinney gave Bryant the day off Monday to, quote, process the news and have an afternoon to himself. Per NBC Sports' Kevin McGuire, Swinney noted after making the change, he intends to keep Bryant in the Tigers' game plan moving forward. Brian, who is now in his senior year, has started each of Clemson's first four games in 2018. He's thrown, he's thrown for 461 yards, rushed for 130 yards, and accounted for four touchdowns. Per ESPN's David Hale, the NCAA's four-game redshirt rule means Brian can't appear in another game for Clemson if he wants to transfer to a program that will give him the, an opportunity to start. Quote, if you walked in here today and said, hey, coach, I don't want to play the rest of the year unless you've got to have me. Okay, if that's what you want to do, I'm ball forward because I love Kelly. So when he said via Rainer, I would be disappointed in that because we need him, but I wouldn't judge him for that. Lawrence, who is a top-ranked player in the 2018 class by 247 Sports, has thrown for 600 yards and nine touchdowns on only 60 attempts. The Tigers are currently ranked number three in the Associated Press Top 25 poll with a 4-0 record. They finished last season 12-2 with Bryant as their starting quarterback, but lost to Alabama in the college football playoff semifinal. So, I mean, you know, what can I say? It's 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 a sport. It's college football. Moves like this happen. You get over it. They, they obviously still want you with the team, so practice with them and wait for your opportunity. And it's not even like he's not going to play. The head coach made it clear that he's still going to get some time playing time. So, I mean, no need to be a drama queen about it. Yes, it's upsetting, but you move on. And, um, you know, it's stuff like this happens. Switching gears now to the NBA, the last breaking news story of this episode. Although Minnesota Timberwolves star Jimmy Butler formally requested a trade last week, he has seemingly wanted out of Minnesota for months. According to John Krasinski of The Athletic, the warning signs began after the T-Wolves' first round loss to the Houston Rockets. Rather than, rather than fly uh, with the team back to Minnesota, he instead went to Los Angeles. He also refused to complete a medical exam that, usually, that is usually a part of exit interviews. During the offseason, Butler reportedly, quote, started conveying his concern for the franchise and casting doubts on his willingness to stay long term. The 29-year-old can be a free agent after the season if he declines his $19.8 million player option. Meanwhile, Butler reportedly clashed with his teammates, including Carl Anthony Towns. In July, Joe Cowley of the Chicago Sun-Times reported the younger players' quote, nonchalant attitudes rubbed Butler the wrong way. Regardless of the reasoning, the guard is likely headed to another team before the start of, before the, start of the season. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, Minnesota owner Glenn Taylor wants Butler gone within, quote, the next few days. So that's that. Uh, I'm not surprised by this. I've been saying for days now, ever since all this became public, that Butler uh, obviously wants to leave. And I believe Minnesota's best move would be to trade him because um, there's no reason to keep him. I mean, he doesn't want to be there. The teammates seem like don't want, don't really want him to be there. 
and uh, he has a toxic relationship with basically everyone there, at least in his in his eyes. So, um, you know, it's there's just no reason for this. It's a lot like the Paul Pogba situation at Manchester United that I just finished talking about. I mean, there's just no reason, and I I think he's gonna thrive somewhere else. Maybe Toronto will trade for him. That would be a great team. You know, possibly Kyle Lowry with Kawhi Leonard and uh, Jimmy Butler. Maybe some contending team. Maybe some bad team like the Knicks, Nets, or Clippers. That that kind of gives them a chance to make the playoffs, and then he'll become a free agent and decide where he wants to play next. So we'll just have to see. That's all we have for the breaking news section of this episode. Now we're going to be transitioning to the LA sports teams uh, to close out this episode, starting with the Dodgers. Uh, at the time of this recording, on at 8.43 p.m. Pacific time, 11.43 p.m. Eastern, on Tuesday, the Dodgers are tied 2-2 two two with the Arizona Diamondbacks in the top of the seventh inning. The game is broadcasted nationally on ESPN. The Dodgers' next game after today is tomorrow at 6.40 p.m. Pacific time, 9.40 p.m. Eastern, against the same Diamondbacks in the third of uh, three games. Oh, and I, I also didn't cover the Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks yesterday 7-4. So, like yesterday, since this game is not yet over, I will be uh, you know, providing updates uh, throughout this episode. Uh, but it's not going to end before this episode ends. So I'll be covering uh, the, few, the result on tomorrow's episode. And uh, hopefully, coming into tomorrow's game, the Dodgers will look to sweep the Diamondbacks on the road. The LA Angels, meanwhile, are in, in a game with the Texas Rangers. The Rangers are up 1-0, and the fifth inning just ended. As for yesterday's game, the uh, Angels won it 5-4, to four, so the Angels snapped a uh, five-game losing streak, so now they're going to look to get some wins. The Angels' next game is uh, tomorrow at 7.07 p.m. Pacific time, 10.07 p.m. Eastern against the same Rangers. So hopefully going into that game, they'll be looking for the sweep at home. The LA Rams were 3-0 and first in the NFC West. Their next game is in two days. September 27th at 5.20 p.m. Pacific time, 8.20 p.m. Eastern against the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night football. That game is going to be broadcasted nationally on Fox and NFL Network. Hopefully my Rams will pull through, and I believe they will. The LA Chargers, uh, who are 2-1, and one and, or um, they are actually 1-2 and two and third in the AFC West. Their next game is this Sunday, September 30th at 1.25 p.m. Pacific time, 4.25 p.m. Eastern against the San Francisco 49ers. That game will be broadcasted on CBS nationally, mind you. The 49ers just lost Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo, their uh, star quarterback, to a torn ACL. So should be a pretty easy win for the Chargers. The LA Galaxy, their next game is this Saturday, September 29th at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern against the Vancouver Whitecaps as they look to sneak into the playoff uh, picture and make the playoffs. Uh, the Whitecaps uh, are they're, they're ahead of the Whitecaps by one point. So this would be a huge, this is a huge game for the Galaxy, much like their three uh, nil win over Seattle Sounders last week was huge. The LAFC, they're comfortably in the playoffs, but they play the Chicago Fire this Saturday, September 29th at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. As for the college teams, not the professionals, USC football, their next game is this Saturday, September 29th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern against the Arizona Wildcats, and that game is, is, is broadcasted nationally on ESPN2. As for UCLA football, they do not play, or they actually play this uh, Saturday, this Friday, September 28th, at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern against the Colorado Buffaloes. That game is broadcasted nationally on Fox Sports 1. Uh, UCLA is going to be looking for their first win of the season since they um, lost in the first week to Cincinnati. Then they got destroyed by Oklahoma, and then they lost uh, by Fresno State. So things are not looking good for the new new and improved um, UCLA Bruins under Chip Kelly. Now, um, taking a look at the Pac-12. Where is it? The Pac-12 standings, the, um, 
Actually, never mind. Uh, that's all we have for this episode of Sean Sports. So this was episode number 147. Thank you so much for listening and all your support. If you like this episode, uh, please feel free to you know have any positive uh, feedback, like it, comment, do whatever. Uh, subscribe to it on iTunes, rate it five stars. Follow me on Spotify. It's all Sean Sports Show everywhere. Um, if you're listening on Anchor, there's a you know you could just press one button and choose what platform you want to listen to it on. But anyway, it's available on every platform you can possibly imagine. Uh, whatever you platform you want to listen on, you can listen on. Uh, if you if you want to keep this podcast going, please help it going by donating whatever you can. I pledge to use any money that you do donate for the sole purpose of making this podcast better for you, the listener. So uh, keep that in mind. And uh, thank you so much for listening again. And um, more likely than not, the next episode, number 148, will be published on September 26, 2018, Wednesday. So again, thanks for listening and I'll see you then.